Welcome to Campbell and Cohen's Kooky Quarantine. I'm Seamus Campbell. I'm Ben Cohen. And we have been joined today by a whole plethora of former guests and one new guest. So we got, in no particular order, just going based on what I see on my Zoom screen, Katie Curtis, Charles Myers, who I think has the record for most appearances on the show, Scott Urbanowski, Sam Bauman, and making his premier appearance, because we all have to be blessed with his presence, is New York State Young Dems President Jovan Christopher Richards. You also forgot. Uh, my that is not first oh. of all. First of all, that's not my middle name. And I decided to that, come up with a middle name for you. Also, I had this already, here, but huh? I couldn't see her on my Zoom. The screen. fact that you think that's my middle name is cause for concern, and oh. I will <laughs> deal with you later. Also, I realized that I did the same mistake that I did on the first appearance again. It's Sam Bowman. <laughs> We are really, really hitting the nostalgia hard with uh, with some of this. Yeah, because this is also our one-year anniversary of our very first episode. It's true. This is our one-year spectacular. Exactly 365 days ago, the world, in the midst of a very, very dark, confusing time, was blessed with the presence of a new form of electronically streamed entertainment, one which provided it all sorts of wit and insights. That was, of course, Netflix's Tiger King. The same day, we also did our first episode. And uh, in honor of that, I have changed my backgrounds. And press print screen to do a screenshot. Very important. Going to change my view to gallery so I can see everyone doing that. Yeah. And uh, if, if you'd like, I can... Uh, put a link to the image so that we can all be where that tiger is. It's, it's okay. Remember, I'll take will... it. actually, I ha- used to have that as my background and then somehow zoom when they did an update, deleted all of my background images. Oh, I know virtual yeah. problem, man. They're trying to tell you something. I'm sorry. Like no one else knew how to talk to you about this, <laughs> but zoom thought you had a problem and it cares about you. So it wanted to be productive. And proactive. It cares about um, my money. That's all it cares about. Look, man, this is a capitalist society. You take what you can get. Marjorie Taylor Green would have you believe that it's not a capitalist society. Also, you should let Becky in. Uh, it just goes based on the link. So she just messaged us saying that she I know. I'll me. send. I'll send her the link again. But it's <laughs> there is no waiting room. Huh. Weird. I think Zoom, given uh, what it tried to put me through getting in, which listeners, I spent a good five minutes having my app lock up, Seamus insisting that I should just get in using my phone, which is tedious and the audio is never as good. Before it finally worked for me, I think it knows it wants to torment us um, because Zoom is all powerful now. And really, I assume y'all are just sharing some really good gossip about me going in. Between a few of you, especially Katie, I mean, you could probably tell some stories. Well, actually, we're just mostly talking about how Zoom is actually become all powerful, and it is really, it's all conspiracy theory onto itself. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, it really took off at right, just, just the right time. 
uh, enabling you know everyone to stay in touch and maintain some uh, measure of normality during the pandemic, uh, and occasionally a couple of you know just random white guys like us to do a podcast. And by that I mean there are lots and lots of people like us who did that. But ours is cooler because it has an alliterative title. That is all that matters to me. Frankly, the fact that we got that happening fulfilled me immensely. Now then, since we've given the names of all of our guests, and we've actually just been joined uh, by our friend Becky Beaver as well. Hi. Uh, hi, Becky. Uh, you know, we started this podcast, and ostensibly it's always been about how we want to let people talk about what they've been doing since the coronavirus pandemic started, how it's affected their lives, since we all know each other through the Young Democrats, how it's affected your activism. So let's just do a little icebreaker at the beginning. I mean, everyone here, with the exception of Javon, who is like the, you know, bonus track on our Greatest Hits album today, uh, has been a guest on the show for those of you who have, tell us what you've been up to since you last spoke to us. Javon, you really can, we'll, we'll save you for last, and you can just say whatever exciting thing you've got going on, because frankly, we were all excited to bring you aboard. Uh, go in the order that I see, so Katie, why don't you lead us off? Awesome. I, I love a good Where Are You Now segment. Um, well, first of all, I have already rewatched Tiger King once, and uh, broke out- I did that with my mother. It is totally worth doing over and over again. It really was. And so I was like, I'm, you know, it's been a year going to do a throwback. So I had a good session of watching Tiger King restarting my animal crossing town and drinking truly, because that's what I did for an embarrassingly long time when this first started. Um, Other than that, on a more serious note, I bought a house and that was a dumpster fire. It's a nice Um, house though. It's a lot. It is a lovely house, but I cannot emphasize this enough. Do not buy a flipped house. Just don't. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Our house is beautiful, but it has so much (laughs) like wrong that you just like you can't see that it's just been it's been an experience. I have learned a lot of plumbing and HVAC and electrical, pretty much a speed run. Um, I've started making soap. I'm going to start my own soap business because everyone needed a craft when they started quarantine. And that was mine. I tried baking that didn't work. I tried to do a YouTube channel and then realized I am neither reliable nor uh, charismatic enough for that. (laughs) And that's about it. It's been just every day is a slog. I go from my work laptop to my personal laptop all day, every day. That's about it. Now, you enlightened us as to the conspiratorial nature of birds when you first appeared on the show. Have you learned any new information about that matter since then? Uh, not specifically about the bird conspiracy, but I, I went to the poor man's zoo earlier this week, AKA Petland in the mall because there's no greater social distancing opportunity than the Topeka, Kansas dead mall. So and, uh, for anyone who doesn't know what the bird conspiracy theory is, can you give the cliff notes version? Sure, sure. So the conspiracy is birds aren't real, which suggests that uh, back in the Reagan administration, they killed every single bird, everyone. So any bird that you see, any bird that poops on your car, any bird, uh, 
that sits on your window and watches you in the bathroom. And that's actually a drone. They're not real. And it's just a, another cog in the surveillance state wheel. And I, I discovered that early last year and about died. Because <laughs> if there's anything that I've learned about conspiracy theories and government work is conspiracy theories don't work because it relies on a whole lot of people not screwing up and doing stupid things like leaving a piece of paper on their desk or uh, talking to their significant other about their exciting things. So, yeah. And yet Birds. somehow conspiracy theories led to uh, all attempted coup. That, yeah, there, you know. If only we deployed just a few more birds. We just needed more birds. All right. So the order on my window keeps shifting. So, can Scott, I tell you, you about doing? my? I want to. I want to tell you about the Petland bird. I'll be fast. I promise. Okay. So I, I went to Petland and I was petting this parrot, and it was like the cuddliest parrot ever. And the sales lady sidled up to me, and without missing a beat, she said, "That bird's really rare. It's twelve thousand nine hundred and eighty dollars." And I'm like, "Okay, I won't touch the bird anymore. It's fine." I, I, I'm not going to spend a new car's amount of money on a bird. She's beautiful, but I hope she finds a great home with a very rich person, I guess. At a shopping mall pet store in Topeka, Kansas in the year 2021. Goodness. Uh, all right. So the order on this keeps moving on me because that's how Zoom do. Scott, tell me what you've been up to. Oh, not a whole lot. Enjoying life as a gay Catholic. Um, which yeah this is obviously not been the greatest week for that but whatever um also uh started volunteering at the uh, vaccine clinic here in grand rapids got both of my fauci ouchies um which are not for those of you who don't know they're not really ouchies i mean barely felt anything so yeah it went for that one pretty well too other than that spending a lot of time with uh, my dog as i've been doing a lot in quarantine um and a lot over the past few years, actually. Uh, starting to maybe see some signs of hope in terms of my digital media and writing work, which is really good. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, trying to uh, debunk uh, bird-related conspiracy theories on podcasts. Uh, you know, I uh, had a very brief, like, maybe two-episode uh, dalliance, if you will, with... Uh, uh, drag race um, I watched that for like a couple episodes decided it wasn't really my thing I guess I might be the only LGBTQ plus person who doesn't like drag race um, okay maybe a few others but I feel I feel like oh okay Sam doesn't either but I'm not a big I, I don't know I'm just not that kind of person but whatever um, you know other than that just uh, trying to behave myself uh, not to not letting any uh, Oh yeah, not letting any, um, not letting the you know what's get me down, as they say. But uh, yeah, just try, try, yeah, trying to behave myself and trying to get other people to behave themselves. Really, I mean, you can tell I live a very exciting life in Kentwood, Michigan, which is a suburb of Beer City, USA, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I mean, Beer City, USA sounds pretty fantastic. And it's obviously a very, very official title. Um, I don't know. I would hope so. 
Now, before we move on in the chat box, Sam, in response to something about uh, Drag Race, left a comment I had about not supporting people who frack. Is Drag Race connected to fracking somehow? Because that is a threat I need to pull. A lot of people on mute are laughing right now, uh, for those listening. And I feel like there's a story that I just like, don't know. Do you know. need the explanation? Is that what is, I do. Is that you're searching for? Okay, so basically, RuPaul was doing like a, an interview on NPR and basically admitted like when like she like isn't working and like doing drag race that like she's on like her like homestead like in farm like in Wyoming with her husband and like very casually admitted to like allowing them to frack because like but didn't say fracking you know oh I just allowed them to drill my land you know for some extra income like just very very like subtly was like yeah like fracking's awesome like I make money so that's the RuPaul fracking story not on drag race (laughs) I think a fracking challenge on RuPaul's drag race is very necessary now that I'm thinking about it that is really, really not a turn I expected uh, in this, and I am immediately appreciative. And right. it's worth noting that three of the people on this podcast were at the 2011 YDA convention, where they gave us a whole lecture on why coal is good. With little plush coal briquette-shaped uh, hand-squeezy deals. Ah, oh, how society has changed. I never got one of those. Everyone else had one, but I never had one. I lost mine. I also lost my Louisville like mini bat. I still had that. And my full size one, too. That was a good museum. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sam, you were one of our earliest guests. Uh, and yes, I do believe that we started our you know early obsession with Tiger King thanks to a conversation with you. Uh, tell us what you've been up to. It's it's you've been a, a busy person. Yes, I have. Um, I think my number one update is that when we did our filming, I like made a desk fashioned out of pillows on my bed in front of my window. So because I didn't think I needed to get a real desk at that point. Um, I have a real desk now. I have a whole workstation with dual monitors. Uh, Very excited. That took way too long for me to uh, arrange, but I have been very busy, correct. Um, Amongst all the election stuff, we also, um, I was part of the team that organized and unionized my workplace, which was very, very cool. Um, I'm also on their bargaining committee, so it's been very, very fun for me. Uh, other stuff has just been getting the YDA legislation committee off the ground. Very, very uh, hard to do. Um, <laughs> for people who aren't aware of what legislation does, because so many people don't, um, including some people who are a little late to the game on uh, getting their representatives to me <clears throat> uh, on this call is that we get submitted legislation from YDA members, we review it, all federal, and then we endorse it. And so our first batch of like our real, like amount of legislation was like 40 something bills. And that took like hours, but going forward, we actually set up like an entire system of work groups. So there's like, (laughs) talking about Hannah, no. Actually, Nebraska has a rep. They're very good about that. So I think they're talking about Jovan, which, hey, this podcast will no. be a safe space. 
<laughs> we yes, we we did get everything covered um, to buy all of the chartered units here, I believe. Um, that everybody touches. But yeah, so that was all cool. Uh, the caucus for LPQ had a recent change. Um, I became chair, which is very, very cool. Yes, thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, uh, hyped is an understatement. And then I had like a really fun, I took days off this week and just did like all sorts of cool stuff. I got like my septum pierced yesterday which was like not even the first needle I got this week. Cause I got the Dolly Parton on Monday. <laughs> yes. I'm an elite human. Cause I got the Dolly Parton one uh, is what I'm going to be saying forever. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been very, very busy. You're correct. You know, all you can do is like when you like walk around is have like playing, like have somebody like holding a boom box playing nine to five everywhere you go. Yeah, that's me. That is actually me. <laughs> Which one's the Dolly Parton one? I can't remember. Moderna. Ah, that's the one I wanted because that sounds cooler than Pfizer. It does yeah, sound Pfizer's cooler. the one that we're getting in Topeka. Uh, I, I posted a picture of myself because I uh, got my first shot yesterday and I posted it on Instagram and I had somebody tell me that they were very disappointed that I didn't get the Dolly vaccine. And rest assured, I would have if I could have. Um, they didn't give us a choice. You know, maybe give us the shot, give us a, you know, pass to Dollywood when that reopens just for something to do. Yeah. No, like, um, like those of y'all that like know me, like personally at all, like know that like Dolly Parton is like part of like my personal branding, like on all my social media. It's like, I just want Dolly Parton to be proud of me. Like that's like my first line and everything. Honestly, the more over the last <laughs> few years that I've read about her just as an individual, the more I understand that because she might just be one of the better human beings. I mean, she really is. And like on top of just, that like just the sheer talent she has but like I also got Moderna and I and I didn't know what I was getting like it was one of those things like I just dumb lucked into it and then like when I looked at my card I was like yes <laughs> like I got my second dose the other day and well my first one they said they told me yeah you're getting Pfizer and I was like sort of like a little bummed because I was like oh yeah and not because of Dolly Parton but I was like you know Pfizer you have to keep it like such extreme temperatures I was like, I don't want to have to like be wasting all that energy and all that, like going green, all that, you know. I don't know. It's. But but at some I, point... like, I remember what Dr. Fauci told me, which is basically just get the needles into the arms. Pretty much. And every time oh. I've been trying to ask people, ask anti-vaxxers to get at me when I post my photos on social media. No anti-vaxxers have responded. I'm very upset. We'll try harder Katie, next time. Katie, do you know any that I can like uh, go and attack? I'm sorry, what? I couldn't hear you. He wants to I know need, if you I have need... any anti-vaxxers to send at him. Oh, God. Um, thankfully, I, I don't have very many like anti-vax people like in my circle, thankfully. I think I have um, filtered those types out. You're not in like some group that you can like invite me into. So if, if you're into like really good trolls, there's like this guy on Facebook that makes fake accounts and then goes online and joins like those Facebook groups mm -hmm. and just live streams him trolling. And it's so funny. Oh, no, no, no. I do everything myself. I want this way to actually be traced back to me that I will be the ultimate troll in support of vaccines. Living the oh, people. 
I was just thinking, find whatever group that he goes to, because they're always really yeah. funny, and I can't think of which ones they are. But just uh. find find which ones those are, and then go infiltrate. <laughs> I think this is going to be a great topic of conversation soon. Uh, while we're going down the list, uh, Becky, I think you came on fairly early in the run as well. What have you been up to since then? I think I was the first, actually. If I remember, we're like, were you the very first? I think Becky was. Yeah, I, I think I was. Becky, I think it was Becky one. Then Sam too. I, yeah, I had it reversed in my head for some reason. Well, I've been on I'm, like I, I've also been on like multiple times yeah. too. So now yeah, it's Becky was like... the first, then Sam, then Michelle Elmer. And then yeah, yeah. Fourth yeah. one was Jackson Blanchard. Man. We can yeah, talk it's about so it. So crazy, later. it's been like a whole year. Uh, I remember the main topic when I came on the first time. Yes, it was Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> like which um, I'm still very passionate about. That has not changed in my life at all. They're making a sequel. Uh, yeah i have feelings i have nervousness um please tell me you're not one of those people upset that lola bunny's not going to be as sexy this time around no 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 nothing weird like honestly (laughs) like my my only issue is um i don't love the animation style like i don't love that everything's 3d animated now like i wish they would have just done like the same like 2d type of feel like i feel like if you're going to make a sequel to a movie like that it should kind of at least feel like the first like i know you got to change it because it's a sequel but also at the same time you know like give me the same universe and feel like that's what i that's what i signed up for was looney tunes more so than lebron james okay so mm-hmm. you know like give me that but anyway um things i've been up to <laughs> and still being obsessed <laughs> with space jam <laughs> um, that's quite all right yeah uh, i have been just honestly like as lame as this sounds just kind of like trying to survive to a certain degree which i think a lot of us have been this year like i don't have i don't have a lot of cool stories like i don't i didn't you know do a lot of like major personal self-growth and development like I good for the people who managed to learn a language and things like that that was not me okay like not me at all but um I did get two democrat <laughs> senators elected so you know that's a thing um you know snaps so, to that so yeah. not nothing you know just we just all owe you drinks next time we see you oh just my god saving mean. the balance of the senate no big deal fourteen hundred dollars <laughs> uh, in drinks for you yes <laughs> like I, like i'm gonna take up everyone like oh remember on facebook and on a let's see here january 29th when you said you'd buy me a shot because uh right here <laughs> but, oh i am paying up oh i i'm paying up i'm like, paying my word my first saturday in cincinnati i'm not buying anything just just so we know <laughs> no nope. so you don't have to buy anything all week the New York yes, State Young Democrats will be covering your first day. In yes! Because you made our senator the majority leader. So, how yes. No, but that's, but, but I mean, so like, quarantine has not all, all been bad. Like, Jovan, now, you said that on the staff, record. I had to, you had said this on the record. So, you're making sure that we're going to have the money, right? First of all, it's probably coming out of my pocket anyway. So, it's, it's okay. Um, but you know, we'll make sure Seamus, Steph, we'll, we'll, we'll get the fun started. But your first day is covered because you know, without Georgia, we would be not blue, yeah. No, like, I mean, it's, it's still so surreal to like look at it and think about it and everything. Um, and you know, other than that element of politics, um, I did manage to get a state rep reelected in an area that was considered flippable, so uh, by almost 60 percent. So uh, we, we, we killed it campaign-wise here, and um, I'm just still working in the Georgia General Assembly and figuring out what's next, and that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell over the past year, so. 
you've been yeah objectively more productive than a lot of us uh with all of that so hooray now one of our more frequent guests is next in the, in the order i have here uh one of our biggest cooking enthusiasts as well uh, and one of the many people who has occasionally said he would join us for D&D and hasn't yet, Charles Myers, tell us what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do need to join you guys for D&D. I need to sit down and make a character and I will, I, I will happily join you for D&D. Um, otherwise, uh, let's see, I started a uh, political consulting practice um and started getting clients so that's exciting um i think the last time i was on i hadn't yet become uh the chair of yda's uh association of chartered unit presidents since that happens yeah that happened after the last time i was on because the last episode i was on was the harry potter episode right Let's see. We've had you've had your own episode. We brought you on for the cooking spectacular uh, that you know got delayed. No, the, the last end. episode Charles was on was discussing uh, the eight-hour YDA meeting. Oh yeah, that's right. So wait, no, maybe that did happen just after. Or, yeah. yeah, that happened just before. Um, and uh, I've also been on. I think something like six times or four times now yeah wow um i have a two-year-old who runs around and that keeps me pretty busy and uh i discovered that my magic the gathering collection was worth dramatically more than it was when i last checked <laughs> um, tattoo fire for money yeah, it's uh, it's it's really weird that like this childhood game, the the cards sell for what they do now from when I was a kid. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just really confused. I haven't touched Magic the Gathering since middle school. Uh, you know, I'm sure if my brother got his collection appraised, he would probably be able to afford all the renovations that he wants to make on his own new house uh, a lot more easily than he can pay for that new port she wants real easy yeah probably <laughs> ben uh, we should play we should we should bring it back god i haven't played that since it has been like 20 years katie have you played okay. magic the gathering like ever of course obviously we've never, we've never talked about this i don't know really we, i mean yeah. I I'm not very good at it, so lower your expectations. You will probably easy, easily stomp me, even without have playing played in 20 years or whatever. But That's quite a thing. I may not remember how all the rules work. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just make it up as we go. That's that's the best way to Get do it. Chicken. Now for the first. No one got the South Park reference. I remember. Anyway. In terms of returning guests, the other person who has probably been on so many times, because frankly, she is in all of YDA, the one, the most patient and indulgent in all of mine and Seamus's bullshit, Hannah Robleski. <laughs> well, hey, um, I don't remember what we talked about the last time I was on. <laughs> 
be fair, we frequently just tell you to come on. That's usually how it works. I feel like I just show up with nothing really important to say, but I'm just here. The last time you were on was also after the eight-hour conference. Oh, okay. Was it? Because we've because that I feel like we had I have our before. website like right open in, in of course my Chrome. That came after the episode where we had her talk about Chris Janicek. Or is that it the same episode? Be- that could have been. It must have episode. because we brought up Chris Janicek at the resolution at that eight-hour meeting. Yeah, so that's probably what I talked about. Answer. That's how you got me on. I wanted to yell about him. And as you know, if you need to yell about anyone uh, and you ask us to come on the show to do that, we will allow it. Um, our filter is not very strong. Well, I've gotten to... a puppy since then. Yes, you have. And now he is like 55 pounds. Yeah, I remember the first few times that you showed him to us. I mean, he was never the tiniest dog, but he has grown quite a bit. Now, he's he's some kind of a husky mix, right? He's just a purebred husky. Oh. He's nine months. His birthday is in June. <laughs> he's so he's, sweet. He's very affectionate. And anytime we're on a Zoom with you, which is frequent, uh, he tends to make an appearance. It's wonderful. Yeah, he wants. He always has something to say. Like, why don't you just talk to them, Loki? Say something then. <laughs> um, I suppose bes- the puppy has definitely kept me busy. <laughs> Besides that, uh, I've just been working a lot. Um, a lot of young Democrats stuff, like Ben said. I'm also um, working on my local women's march, which is today. It's virtual, so you could all join if you wanted to. It's at one o'clock central time. Should be fun. I'm the one in charge of the Zoom, so hopefully it works out. <laughs> but it'll be streamed on Facebook too, so I'll share it. So you guys you guys should watch. It should be good. And if you we give us that link, I am sure that we can post it on our official social media platforms. Oh, awesome. Well, you all actually right. Are you supposed to like, that- actually go outside and hike in like March while you do it? Because that's kind of cool. No, it's going to be virtual, but like it, we're making it like a celebration. Like there's a lot of music. So people are going to be like dancing and like just having a party at your house. Like we're trying to make quarantine fun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's awesome. We know, we know that life. Now that brings us to one of the people that's been on sort of a wish list for us for guests slash. I think we've asked him to come on before and he hasn't had the time. Because God knows how much stuff he's single-handedly keeping afloat in New York right now. Our friend Javon Richards. Javon, how have you been? Well, guys, I've been hella tired. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just tired and overworked, underpaid, underappreciated by Seamus mostly. I feel you, fellow. He doesn't love me the way I deserve to be loved, Ben. And you know what? I want to talk about that. I love you just enough. I want to talk about how I made this man chief of staff. He runs. No, you basically voluntold me to become chief of staff. That counts. Who literally had discussions with other people before you made me chief of staff. Like you're saying, I'm making Seamus chief of staff. And before you even asked me, there was no conversation. It was just appointed to him and he ran with it. He had no choice. (laughs) He had no choice. I, I know full well the life of just not giving Seamus a choice in doing something. It's about 90% of how this podcast came to be. I love it. I love it. You know what, guys? I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. 
Uh, I'm even more excited to be surrounded by friends I love. Um, we got some crazy hitters in this group, pe- uh, group of people. Uh, you know, shout out to my girl. The she is my self love. She's a southern love of my life. I, I she's laughing because I told her this the other day when I spoke to her. Uh, Becky, like love that girl. Love her. What like oh, she warms my heart. Um, and then of course you got like the core chair who like I technically work for and answer to. So like that's a thing because you know during during the pandemic, when before the pandemic started. I was always the second person to do everything, right? When it came down to New York State Dems, I was the EVP. When it came down to being uh, a part of regional leadership, I was just on um, on judicial. Somehow became the regional the regional director for Northeast. That happened, and then somehow I became the president for New York State Dems. So like I went from being the second to everything to now being the first. And let me tell you, the first has headaches. Don't be the first. Don't do it. <laughs> if, you, if you can, if you can help it, don't do, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But no, I, you know, of course we have the the you have. Wait, hold on. I just realized something. You not only have the core chair, but you have spa slash eight cup chair here too. Do you guys know you are in the in the throes of like YDA board of director royalty here, guys? We are practically a quorum here. I mean, you've got them, you've got a couple of caucus chairs here. Um, because yeah, you've got disability newly caucus, elected. Jewish caucus, labor, LGBT. Newly elected caucus. Yo, you guys, I should have came on this months ago. Had had I known you guys had royalty on. I would have been the first one there. Oh my god, I love it. I love to see it. I love to see my. If friends. only there was a website or something where you could see all of our guests. Oh wait, that was a shameless plug, and that was well done. I Are you know. saying that Seamus is shameless? Yes, absolutely. There's no question about it. There's absolutely no question about it. But you know, we've taught him well, so we can do it. I taught you most of what you know. Kind of true, not true. Only on Tuesdays. But you guys, like, congratulations on one years, like one year. You know that that's a that's a milestone. Uh, I did promise Seamus one day I'd come on this on this podcast. Uh, I said it had to be big, and you know, one year anniversary seems big enough for a big guy like myself to to grace you with my presence. You know, so uh, and then Becky was getting on it, so I was like, oh, absolutely, like if. Yes, absolutely. Again, so we needed the prestige to bring you along. I mean, you you have you have the people like Charles. Love my guy Charles. Love him. Me and Charles have been trying to do a bar off for years. Um, he's trying to coordinate it. No one is really prepared to battle me in a bar off yet. Um, they're very scared, and you know I will happily take on anyone that includes Tana because it looks. Oh, like I'm ready. Let's go. Ooh, I'm ready to run. Hannah, don't start something. Don't beat nothing. Come on now. Katrina used to be an actual bartender. Bringeth me the smoke. Okay? <laughs> I Bring feel like this here. is a constant debate between, like, YDA people about, like, who can, like, potentially drink the most. Because, like, 
I know, oh, like, it's not a drink off. like it's a will tell you straight up if they can. Southerners have planned and trained for this because we have SEC football. Like, I mean, you know, you you early on get indoctrinated into you know like binge drinking down here. So, but like, I, so I feel like, a, but it's not so much drinking it; it's creating it. So, like, oh, we're okay. talking about okay. bartending now. What it sounds yeah, like, I'm out on that. Part, like all my drinks like, are like Southern Southern drink, drinks. He's ready to be a judge. <laughs> Like, you saw how fast Becky jumped in and was like, so about this drinking thing, I do that. And she's like, let's go. <laughs> like, I'm here for that. This, Look, now, you, I'm, now you understand why she has my Southern heart. Like, I'm telling you, man. Like, I think I think Becky just volunteered to be a judge with me Sounds in like this it. bartending competition. That's, yeah. that's I mean, I just I, well. I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm very experienced in drinking beverages. Um, I have a good palate. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm qualified. <laughs> I'm just an attorney. So knowing how to consume alcohol is literally something that you need in order to be admitted to the bar. They teach uh, they call you that. The bar yes. We should also make a non-alcoholic drink. In this Absolutely. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yes. As a, someone who doesn't drink, I'll be the judge on that. Yeah. yeah Perfect. There should yeah, there, there should be a non-alcoholic category. My mojito pina colada would throw your socks off. <laughs> and that's virgin. Uh, being on antidepressants finally wins me something other than mental stability. You get a pina colada. Stability. But I mean, that's Not kind of the benefit getting of getting caught in the brain. Like, like, there are drinks that like are absolutely still amazing with or without like alcohol. So mm -hmm. this is gonna be fun. I can't wait. Uh, but whoever whoever organizes this, uh, AK Charles, um, I'm gonna need a trophy when I win. I would like my <laughs> name on it, and I would like it in big bold letters: the official YDA bartender, Javonsi Richards, the champion amongst champions, forever and ever. <laughs> so, who would you say is the most like renowned alcoholic in the entire history of the Democratic Party? You know, my first thought would be Ted Kennedy, but what's Billy Carter up to these days? Ooh. James Carville is a heavy drinker, and I actually saw him get carted out of the Nasdaq, uh, like because he was falling over so much. Oh, he's probably good. I would say maybe LBJ. Are, are fictional Democrats allowed to be played in this game? Who do you have in mind? I was definitely thinking Leo. Oh yeah, Not, that's bro, bro. No, I mean he. We're talking about it. We're talking about it, but well, we're talking about like functional alcoholics. Okay, well then I'm I'm gonna revise my answer and say Josh. No, who was uh, um? <laughs> no, no, Josh actually was able to was got drunk. Uh, who was that senator that got him drunk? Uh. Oh yeah, that guy. Uh, it, his oh, it was oh god, it was a Pierce. It was last name was Pierce. Yeah, because he was um the the uncle to that yeah. that intern. Uh, yeah. Well, we clearly know his last name is Pierce, so we're gonna, we're gonna call Senator him Senator Pierce. Pierce. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Oh man, but absolutely, it had to be a Kennedy. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a Ken Oh no, oh this is gonna make New York yeah. sound so bad. You know what? Freak it. We're gonna well, go with it. Sandra Lee is the biggest 
drinker in the New York or just Democratic Party in general. For those who don't know, Sandra Lee is the ex-girlfriend to Andrew Cuomo. Uh, <laughs> and she's also, um, she had her own television show. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it was like Party Sampling, Party Something with Sandra Lee. And it was on the Food Network. And her shots would literally be like, a shot of vodka. And she wouldn't stop. And she doesn't have a pour spout. And she's still pouring. And you're like a shot, sweetheart. That's like 25 shots right there. What are we doing? So Sandra Lee is my answer. That is a delight. My only other suggestion would just be like a brass mock-up of Hillary Clinton grinning while holding up a bottle of some whatever her favorite wine is. Because I assume that's just what she's doing. Um, so I have really good now. news, y'all. Oh. Um, I just found a can of Billy beer on eBay for $7.99 that no. I think I'm about to buy. You're the Georgian. I think yeah. you're entitled to that. Yeah, like, I mean, this is kind of one of those, like, holy grail political items. Like, if you live, like, in Georgia, it's to have, like, a can of that. So, uh, I think Actually, the- I think I found the answer on who the biggest, like, functional alcoholic was. It's good to it's going to make everyone upset, but you're going to agree when I explain this. Andrew Jackson. I or, would. When he got inaugurated, he actually threw an actual kegger that got so bad that people had to be thrown out the windows of then the president's mansion. I'd like to, to we're going to make this a trophy, avoid anyone responsible for genocide. Um, I, I don't like giving that answer, but it is probably the truth. I, you know, it's good for us to have this analysis. I think this is a very in-depth conversation about the delightful nature of the Democratic Party for us to, you know, have as part of our one-year special. Because, frankly, everyone here had something good to contribute. One years, uh, one year. I keep saying years. One year. That's that's. Big. It's felt like more. I mean, yeah. Time is, a, time is a flat circle. True. I know. I mean, this. We started recording this a few days after my office, because uh, I, I practice for a nonprofit in Kansas, started doing remote work. We were told that, oh, we think this is going to go on for a couple of weeks. They just want to sort of get the numbers down, and then we'll have you come back to the office. <laughs> That's what we all thought. Obviously, it's you know now March 20th of the year 2021, and that hasn't happened yet. Um, our our office isn't even going to consider reopening until early July. Now, we got it worked out that all of our staff um, would be considered staff for congregate settings because we monitor those professionally. So we all got into phase two of Kansas's vaccination plan. Uh, mentioned before, and this is just for everyone on, I got my shot yesterday. And yes, I still have the band-aid there because why not? Um, so hopefully that'll speed that along. This is kind of a fun time just to have that be such a focus for everyone. I mean, everyone is monitoring when they are on the vaccination list. Or for a few of us, we've kind of already gotten there. I mean, obviously, I just started mine. Seamus, you just got your second shot a few days ago, correct? Yeah, I got mine on Wednesday. So St. Patrick's Day, luck of the Irish, all that. And Different kind of shot on St. Patty's Day. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll tell you that like the symptoms started maybe around six hours after getting the first vaccine lasted for about a day after. So it's about, so you'll expect maybe about 30 hours of, or 24 hours starting about six hours after getting it. And for me, everyone's different. Like I know my mother for her, it actually felt like the flu uh, with like hair hurting stuff. For me, it felt 
the way I described it was it felt like getting a sunburn, like a really bad one, but without the burning sensation, but like all of the soreness, achiness, stiffness, and like feeling internally hot. The one tip, oh, sorry, Seamus, I didn't mean that. No, I was just, I was basically done, so. Okay. The one pro tip I would give to anyone who's not gotten the shot yet is um, if you're a side sleeper, get it on the side you do not sleep on because that was a mistake that I made. I, I sat in the chair and I was facing out towards the left and I'm also left-handed and I, and I get why they do that because most people are right-handed. That was also a challenge that I had that I didn't think about. But um, I sleep on, primarily on my left side and like, my biggest issue, like I did have some like minor side effects, but kind of, you know, like when you like just feel off and you're just like, I don't feel good. I want to take a nap. That's what's mm-hmm. basically like, the extent of like what I had so like it really was not that bad I was just a little sluggish and just like mm-hmm. wanted to kind of take naps and chill so I mean that's not terrible but the problem was even with feeling tired like I would be asleep and in my sleep I would turn on my side and then I'd wake myself up so like I would just tell you what's not gotten it like if you sleep on your side at all like get it on the arm you don't because it sucks I got that advice uh the a few days before because I'm I mean I'm a side sleeper as well um and so I got it on the other side to avoid that which is good because I mean granted I had the first one and that's supposed to be sort of the less impactful shot in terms of side effects but I definitely had that sort of pinching feeling in the site that I had it um for a few hours afterwards now Hannah I know you've gotten both shots as well right yeah, I got both of the Dolly Parton shots. Um, and I, like, after the first one, like, my arm was sore, like, when I was sleeping, especially. But then, like, that was it. And then the second one, like, my arm wasn't even that sore. Like, it was weird. Like, I felt like I had more energy after the second shot. Like, I was, like, super productive and, like, cleaning my house. And I felt, like, great. And now it's been St. Patrick's Day was my two weeks since my second shot. So... So you are fully inoculated. Yeah. So now I'm like looking for flights. <laughs> yes. oh, actually, I just want to ask the group here. So after my first shot, about 10 days later, I started getting like really bad soreness at the injection site. Uh, and that lasted for a few days. So I'm wondering if anyone else got that. Not that I've long after. Hmm. I've heard I'm other like, people. Not like maybe. I had two straight days. I had the day I got the shot. The day after, I was definitely sore. Part of the day after that, but only like around like the immediate injection site, not the mm-hmm. whole one. And then after yeah. three, yeah, the soreness three. like feels, and I'm sure everyone who's gotten it like has the same sort of thing. It's like being punched in the arm like repeatedly for a few minutes. I I got my first vaccine on Thursday. I am um, I'm a state worker. I work for the medical board, so keeping the healthcare system running. Um, my, my biggest advice for the listeners that are going to get their shot is if you don't like getting poked, take your hands and clasp them behind your back and just relax. And it's just like something about that is it just, you don't, you don't even feel it. And I'm about three days out and I feel like I just like ran a race. Like I just did a 5k and just everything's kind of sore like my knees are sore, my back is sore, but other than that, I haven't really had any problems. Oh, I was really tired yesterday, but that could be literally anything at this point. Yeah, it's Damn funny. Katie, yeah, Katie, you and I went and got dinner on Tuesday. Um, went out to a to a Mexican place, and I think we were both kind of ranting and raving about wanting to be higher up on the priority list. And yes. 
And then like right after that, we were both able to sign up because I got emails that there were more spots open uh, in the letter from my executive director saying like, hey, you can show this to officially prove that you're in the second phase, like the next morning. I, so I was one of... I was one of those people, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to vaccine shame anybody because I want everyone to get the jab. But there were some people I was like side eyeing and I'm like, God, I know you pretty well. I know what your health issues are. I know what your job is. Like, how did, how, like, I'm, I'm not shaming. I'm just, tell me what you did. Tell me how. I have questions. And then uh, like that night that we went dinner to dinner, my husband found the link to sign up. And so... It was like right after I had that rant with Ben that I, I, I'm not mad. I'm just curious because I'm, I'm nosy and I want to know things. Uh, then he got it. And so that was fortuitous, I guess. I think the power of our, you know, kvetching out on the patio of El Mezcal with margaritas is what did it. <laughs> I think that like, that's an interesting point though. Cause it's like, something that like, I've like kind of struggled with. Cause like, I've, I've got my vaccine process started. It's not been a it's not been a terrible rollout in Georgia, but it's, but it's still really hard to find these appointments. And um, I was kind of like, not one of the first groups of people, but once I started kind of opening things up, I managed just to be at the right place at the right time when I got my sign up. But like, also people don't realize about me, but like, I still live at home because I help my mom out because my mom is immunocompromised and she has like, rheumatoid arthritis. And some days she has good days and she's fine. Other days there's really bad days and I have to do a lot for her, you know? So like people who see my mom, like, she has kind of like almost like an invisible illness because like I said, sometimes you see her, you know, and you don't necessarily notice it. Um, but, you know, I've had people be just like really kind of terrible to me. And it's like, I didn't cut a line. Like, I mean, you know, I've been on super mega like lockdown, like this whole year trying to help her, you know, to keep her from getting COVID. I mean, and, and, and COVID still ended up getting in the house and it was really rough on her. So like, you know, like that's just one of the things that kind of sucks too. It's like, you know, like I almost like immediately regretted telling people because like, I put it out there because I was excited I got it. But then like, I know there were people who've like looked at me like, why did you get it? And it's like, I'm completely legitimate. But like, I also still weirdly feel guilty about it. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely I felt that too. Because like my mom is 64. So she's just one year under the current phase. She's, she's not working right now. And she has pretty much every health issue that you could possibly have. And she's just didn't qualify any which way and so it's like I, I felt really bad and especially like posting about it there's that fine line between like people posting and it's just like good publicity like people you know and trust are getting it so then I'm going to get it because I trust this person but yeah it's just been a strange experience and I really feel for the people kind of in that gray area that just haven't been able to be in the right place to get it. I think Kansas is kind of figuring it out. There was a little bit of a slow, slow rollout just because, I mean, anything we've tried to do with the pandemic, there are, you know, some of the more conservative types who have just found some way to fill up their depends about it. Um, we've had issues with, they've been trying to distribute equal numbers of vaccines between counties, regardless of population, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you've got, you know, over 100,000 people here in Shawnee County where Katie and I live versus some of the more sparse ones that surround us. Um, and they're slowly getting the order on that. I know they're opening up phases three and four at the same time next week. Uh, I think I'm the first person in my family to have actually been able to get an appointment 
uh, once phase three comes out. I mean, my parents are both going to be completely eligible then, but I had these moments where I felt a little bit bad. It's like there's sort of a technicality that got me to be eligible and got me into phase two. But then when I went to my appointment yesterday, and they've got a very efficient setup uh, in Shawnee County within the Expo Center slash Stormont Vale because it got named by the hospital. Uh, and the hospital's the one obviously running this whole effort. But it's a good open space, and they've had a lot of staff and a lot of volunteers in there. So it's been able to run without any major lines or any big technical snafus. I mean, I think I was in and out in half an hour. That's with like the 15 minute wait time too. Like it took longer to walk into the building than to actually get screened yeah. and poked. Same. Same. It, was crazy. it was wild. Because they use a convention center. I mean, they use the place where they hold conventions and the circus. And when they brought in Michelle Obama to give a high school commencement speech uh, several years ago, the auditorium where she spoke, they literally just had that as a staging area that everyone had to walk in and out of to get to the other half of the center where they had their actual shots. That was worked. actually a, a pretty fun drama a few, a few years ago. I kind of forgot about her coming. That feels like a lifetime ago. It was great. Sam Brambach tried to speak after her and got booed. It was delightful. You know, like the thing that like I'm finding funny too, but like speaking of vaccines and locations, it's like, how far do you guys have to go from home? Because like, I know people who like here have had to drive like two plus hours to like North Georgia or middle Georgia or like even like coastal Georgia to get shots. And like, I don't know how I managed to do it. Like I just happened to see like one of my friends posted a link, like, Hey, Publix, which is our local grocery store, you know, has shots if you, you know, are in the area. So like I, I went on there, I found the Georgia one. I literally got my actual Publix, which is 1.2 miles from my house. <laughs> it's just like, everyone else is like going, like all these crazy places, I feel like. I'm I got some friend. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I'm kind of fortunate because the the place where they're the the main vaccination site in Topeka is, if you hit red lights, about a five minute drive from my house. It was also great because that's the same facility that I took the bar exam in, so that reduced some stress there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's they went for yeah, that prison. Like, bad memories. Oh goodness, yes. Um, I've I've only been in there a few times since that, and there's definitely some uh, some trauma. It's also the same facility where we had the inaugural ball for Governor Kelly, so I can just focus on that instead. Kitty, I, I kind of interrupted you, so. Oh, you're fine. We were just kind of in sync. I was going to say, like, you know, we were close enough. Like, if we were very spirited and energetic, we could walk there. Um. But I know I have some friends that have driven over two hours because there are some of these rural counties around here that have more vaccines than they can use before they expire. So they were just like, come, come get the shots. Like anybody and everybody will just like vaguely, we won't even look sideways at you. Just come, come use our stuff. So it's been. Yeah. Down in Savannah, we did that. Literally, they were like, you don't have to have a reason. You don't have to be in the class appointments. Like. You don't have to schedule anything. Just literally come to Savannah and we will give you a shot. That's fantastic. What's like, the accessibility like in terms of locations for everyone else? I mean, I'm thinking like, Javon, you're in the middle of New York City. What is that like? He is, he is upstate, like? sir. Oh. Well, well I, w I would like to correct a couple of things. Seamus is wrong. But unfortunately, Ben, you are also wrong. 
Oh, no. I do not live in New York City. I do I that so rarely. I live in the great county called Westchester County, which is right above the Bronx. And if you live anywhere south of the Bronx in New York City, you are idiotic in your mind of thinking that anything above the Bronx is called upstate when it's not. So Seamus <laughs> is wrong because he's from Brooklyn and knows nothing. Also, about as executive producer, I get to edit out all of this. Don't censor our guests. That, that's fine. As long as my friends here know that I've corrected the record. Um, but we are witnesses. We are on your side now. We will correct anybody. Release the Richard's cut. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually did not need to go far. I actually went to, uh, you'll ever want to find this one. Uh, I went to Clinton Lamb uh, because I live in the same county as the great Bill and Hillary Clinton. Uh, and I had to go to Chappaqua where they lived to get my first uh, COVID algae or my uh, Fauci algae. Uh, actually, wait, no, I got the Moderna. So I got the uh, Dolly Parton. Boom. Uh, so I went to Clinton Land, got it. And I have to go back on uh, April 15th. So I'm, I'm thrilled. So I didn't have to go far. I went about 20 minutes, 30 minutes for me. Uh, but I almost I almost had to go actual upstate uh, because those are the only places right now that have um, that have uh, appointments. The metro area is really busy and you know populated, so we don't have as many uh, appointments available as upstate does. And for me, like. Most, as everyone, as re frequent listeners know, like I am currently living on Long Island, but my home is in New York City. So when I make my appointment, I use my city address because that's what's on my IDs and everything. Um, and for me, I was having a hard time finding a appointment. Like I am in 1B because I have high blood pressure. You know, lost a genetic lottery there because both my parents haven't. So, uh, but I was following on recommendation of a friend. I was following um, a Twitter account called at TurboVax, and they would just like send out notifications of when there was like some pop up spots that like you can sign up for like the next day or something to get a vaccine. And then I saw one at this one high school. I, you know, signed up and from as the crow flies. For my apartment, it's about five miles or so, but because of like New York City traffic and all that, it's about 30, 40 minute drive. Uh, but so it took me about an hour to get there from where I'm living right now. But, you know, as just like what Katie said, I spent more time sitting and waiting for like the side effects and all that uh, off to the side than I did actually like checking in all and that. It was phenomenal. I, uh, it was about it's about a 15 20 minute drive from my home to the vaccination site um and the i think the process went very well for me too you know it was the line moved very quickly and i probably i mean i think i probably spent more time you know 15 minutes in observation as opposed to you know compared to before the vaccination when I was you know, standing in line and moving through the line. So it was a very good process, an hour, less than an hour, both times. Uh, the only downside of the uh, vaccine clinic here in Grand Rapids 
is that it is located in Davos Place. As in, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She and the whole Davos family are from here. And yeah, they. Hmm. Oh, my condolences, my friend. Oh, yeah. Is she well, just like hunting that area now that she has nothing else to do? Well, yeah, I don't know what she's. I think she's. Uh, I'll tell you, I did not see any of those bears in uh, those bears that she was talking about. I did not see them in the in the vaccination site. So well, obviously was that, she was out there with a shotgun defending you. All right. Well, that, Scott, was it in a school though? No, it was. Uh, it's called DeVos Place. It's like a. It's just a. No, but Grizzly's only attack in in school settings. That's what he, she said in her testimony. Oh, that's exactly. true. Yeah. So, well, that that explains it then. But yeah, it's. Uh, I just yeah. like to note that while we've talked about Betsy DeVos, my dog has started growling. He's in another room, and I doubt you can hear him. But I'm very proud of him for that. Good job, buddy. Good dog. Very good dog. Yeah, here. Uh, some people have to drive further than others, um, but it's it's mostly about persistence and trying to schedule. Um, since they haven't, they, they don't open it up to people with uh, pre-existing health conditions in Wisconsin until uh, the 22nd, at which point a lot, like a large chunk of the state becomes eligible for it. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting my Fauci ouchie. Um, Yay. So I guess I'm really care. Care. oh sorry Charles. Oh, I was just about to say I don't really care whether it's the Dolly Parton one or the uh, the other alternatives. So uh, I'm in Virginia, but more specifically, I'm in like one of the bougiest counties in all of America because I'm just right outside in Arlington. So yeah, I know. Um, which is funny because it's cheaper to live here than in DC, so it's really weird, but. Um, it was super easy for me to get one. My location was less than two miles away. So it was literally just down the street and the rollout, I would say in Virginia has been pretty okay. As far as I understand it, I mean, that helps when we have a trifecta and a governor who's a, a medical professional, um, they were doing it. Yeah. Your, your governor's a doctor. Um, they like had some struggle with getting it off the ground, I feel like, because they at first had it with like counties and localities, got to like have the system before they got their own like statewide. So I was technically registered through the state and the county, and then they had to like data merge. And then it was less than two weeks ago, they were like, hey, we've updated our pre-registration questions. Can you please update them? So they added like extra qualities into them because they already had like, they're already in the 1B phase for people with like, certain kinds of pre-existing conditions. I mean, they added the BMI questions, um, which is its own thing. Um, and so within a week of me like updating my pre-registration, I got an, an email that was like, you're ready, like we're ready for you. And so they send you a link and it's really weird cause it's through Eventbrite, which I thought was very odd um, oh. to do it through. But they like had they had time slots for people. I got the last like twelve thirty on a Monday, um, and it was great. I mean, the whole thing they like have a whole setup for the line getting in. They only let people the slots usually in 
first, like somebody was like 45 minutes early and the woman was like, no, that's absolutely not how this works. Um, so they had to go sit back in their car and based, yeah, they just like had me do different checkpoint questions. And then they like, were like first dose. And I was like, yep. And then they just hand you a sheet. And that's where I found out it was Moderna. Um, which I assumed like we have J and J in Arlington, as far as I know, but, uh, they were like Moderna. I was like, okay. And yeah, then it was like the 15 minute waiting and I was all said and done within the 15 minute, I would say it took like 30 minutes probably. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. And I found out like my mom got it on the same day as me, which was very cool. Um, but then the next day I found out my brother is anti-COVID backs. So that was like, Ooh. yeah, gross. super gross. He has a heart, con- like a con- he was born with a heart condition. So you one would think that he would be like, so about this. Um, but he said that he doesn't want to have a vaccine that doesn't have COVID in it. He's like, I have to have COVID because otherwise it makes me more um, high risk if I take these other vaccines. Huh. Yeah. So his, so his opposition is a little different than what we normally hear. He isn't upset about getting his Bill Gates microchip or anything, nope. which by the way, mine is working out great for me. I think I'm literally an Xbox now. Um, I'm at full bars. Yeah, my soul centers, my, my Wi-Fi is fantastic. Yeah, I was like, Hannah will know about this. They just opened up hy um locations for vaccinations. And he lives in Dixon County, which is like the most like northeast. And so I was trying to get him an appointment like an hour away in Norfolk. And that's when he was like, ah, and I was like, oh, no, we're not doing this. Like, there is no saving you if this is like where you're starting the conversation. I like got off the phone. I like texted my mom and. I guess she knew ahead of time. Like everybody else was like, I'm not surprised, but it was like, oh boy, that is terrible to learn. Yeah, big thumbs down. I don't see him that much anyways. So I guess I extra won't see him. I was really hoping for the uh, change your DNA side effect because my Uh DNA is a mess. So you you really can't get any worse. Let's- Only up here. Yeah, it's only up from here. Like, Uh please. I'm ready. I ah. pay extra for that. I'm pretty sure that that happens when you get your second one. I'm really, really counting on like telekinesis or something like that. I mean, if if I can be safe from COVID and be like one of the X Men, then yeah, I'm just I'm down for that. So hard. I get my second dose dose right after our YDA national meeting, and I'm a little sad that I won't be able to like read all your minds through the screen while I'm like giving all my reports and stuff. A tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um. I guess getting mine was like super easy. It was like super fast. Like, uh, because I work in healthcare, so the pharmacy just came to our our work site and just did it. So like my whole process, like including the wait time afterward was only like 17 minutes. Like I walked in the door and they stuck my arm like right away. Cause you didn't even have to deal with like finding the convention center dealing with the parking nightmare. Yeah. It was just, I just went to work and got my shot, but Lincoln is doing really well. Thanks to Mary Larian and, and Pat Lopez. Lincoln has been doing fantastic for vaccines. It's fantastic. Yeah, one of the, one of the really the only like snag or downside with the uh, the Stormont Vale Event Center slash Expo Center slash whatever they're going to call it week to week in Topeka where they are doing the uh, the main injection site is that somehow this is also the time where they're doing a bunch of construction on the parking lots. 
which is already something of a maze because they have like numerous entrances and a hotel and side buildings to get through and like stables in the back for when they do rodeos. Um, so I spent more time driving around, figuring out how to get to the specific parking site for this probably than I did actually waiting in line at one point thought I'd found the way in and then had a security guard rush up to stop me saying, no, no, this isn't it. You're not going to be able to go there. Ben, when's your follow-up? April 12th. Dang it. Mine's April 8th. So once I get mine, like we'll have both. I mean, obviously we need to, you know, give them the waiting time to take and all. We can go, excuse me, go out and have some great, you know, masculist adventures. I Still know. Away from well, I, well I'll be fully immune or in all that or yeah, immune on April Fool's Day. So that's mm-hmm. when I'm going to hopefully have my telekinesis. But okay. what I really want to do is go around and start licking some subway poles. You know, what other way to celebrate say, April Fool's Day than licking subway poles? The amount of like looks and from various people. Listeners, you can't see Joe Bomb, but he is like giving like face palms. And of course, I'm not sure if you realize that I'm being completely facetious right now. No, no. <laughs> you could what celebrate April 1st by wishing me a happy birthday, Seamus. I thought that was already implied. Wait, the sheer idea of Seamus going on a subway and licking a subway pole is just. I don't know if there's words. That's uh, it's times like this his D and D character makes a lot more sense. That actually does bring us to a good segue, though. I mean, Hannah, you touched earlier on just wanting to travel more. Once we get to something of a safer point in the downswing of the pandemic, and once you've had, I mean, once you've been sort of fully inoculated from uh, from your second vaccine dose. What do people really want to be able to do, both when they're vaccinated and when it really starts to make sense for the world to turn normally again? Um, well, I can tell you what I've been looking at already. Do it. I want to go to a yoga retreat, preferably like mm. silent. Like I just want to like, be somewhere else, preferably by a beach, you know, just like a few other people just doing yoga and meditating for a few days and like shut off my phone. Like I'm so sick of technology and zooms like i don't really want to be around people though still like i'm not really an extrovert like i just want to go and be away from technology and my house and just relax so i've been looking at flights to like puerto rico or like costa rica you know (laughs) i i'm i'm really excited for I, I bought these tickets like two years ago, but I'm going to Riot Fest in Chicago for four days, and I'm going to see My Chemical Romance. So I'm very excited. Yay. Carry on. That's the most important one, but they have like hundreds of other bands that are coming. I've never gone to a huge like four-day music festival like this. It's going to be in Chicago, going to stay in that hotel that Ben and I stayed at for our oh. first adventure together. So... The haunted one from uh, from the 2012 YDA meeting. Yeah, that's the one. So if anybody mm-hmm. wants to join us, wait. Oh wait, the YDA meeting that was done with like Hall's Gems. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. I didn't see any. The Kansans. The can. No, well, the Kansans stayed at a different hotel. Um, oh, okay. We went. It was a little bit cheaper. Um, and wait, we had so a. You didn't want. Meeting. You didn't want us to hit the 
uh, room rate and all that? I, did, I think we didn't know how big our delegation was going to be because we had a decent amount of people from Kansas go to that meeting just because it was in driving distance. So by the time we did and we knew we wanted to try to room together all as much as possible, the easiest way to do that was at another hotel that was a couple of blocks away. It just so happened that apparently it was haunted and I believe it inspired a Stephen King story at some point. And so like when we were driving home, um, because I carpooled with Katie and uh, our, our national committee woman at the time, Caitlin Dernboss, and I had stories from the two of them wandering around that hotel looking for all the places where there were supposed to be ghosts. It was so fun. We were too young to like really go out and drink with all the other cool kids. So we stayed behind and ghost hunted. I mean, Caitlin it was creepy. Is- She'll be back in the States by then. Uh, our, our aforementioned friend has spent the last couple of years living in Yokosuka, Japan, as a reporter for Stars and Stripes, and she just got reassigned to D.C. So you, you let her know about that. She may want to come along. Heck, yeah. So I'll just meet up in Chicago. Sweet. I think that's, like, my struggle, yeah. like, with travel right now is, like, like you just mentioned Chicago. And like, Chicago's been on my list of places I've wanted to go, like, forever. And, like, I'm... I'm stuck because I still have flight vouchers um, and I need to make sure they've not like fully expired or I book something in the next few days to make sure that like Delta doesn't take away my like Kansas City flight vouchers that I yep. purchased. But um, I'm stuck right now between like, do I, like I'm going to be fully like vaccinated like by April 20th. Oh, you like when I'm like fully like good to go outside and like not worry as much. Um, so like I'm stuck between like, do I go to like places that like I've never seen before and like not going to fully see them because stuff is still kind of, you know, weird or like, do I go to like my comfort places and places that like, you know, I've, I've traveled to several times that like, I know what I like and what I'm familiar with and that like there's stuff there that I know that like won't necessarily be like pandemic bothered. So like, I'm, I'm still trying to like weigh that out right now. Like Chicago is kind of a likely location for me too. I was chatting, just texting with a friend of mine on his birthday, somebody I went to college with who uh, he and his wife have been living in uh, in Colorado the last couple of years. I'm like, hey, uh, won't be that long until I'm fully vaccinated when I can safely travel again. I might, I ought to really make a trip out to Denver. It would be nice to do that. And he's like, hey, don't make the plan out there too soon. We're moving to Chicago in a couple of months. So that might just be like the great place for all of us to convene. Um I love the idea of like this mini reunion in Chicago. <laughs> I think we can, we have lots of plans that I think we need to make. Yeah. Yeah, we should, we should plan that. Before we uh, go on, yeah. I've been trying like camera. Yeah, Before we I do, I'm going to count to three. Oh, and oh. I already did the screen job, but. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, uh, I'm going to do this because I always try to take a screenshot of when we have guests on the show and everyone tells me that when i just try to do candid shots when everyone's talking that they're bad um yeah. i disagree so hannah's always a critic of my photography uh so yeah i'm gonna actually coordinate this and to be clear i was trying to take some earlier and you know they were all probably ones you'd object to so i'm gonna count to three this part can be edited out from the audio of the episode if you want but when i do yeah everyone... we're gonna keep because we're all gonna say random things like at the same time oh uh, that you know what whatever floats your boat but this is going to be what's going on our social media publicity. All right. One, two, three. Quarantine. Is this real life. Birds aren't real. <laughs> is this just fantasy? <laughs> Let me see how that came out. 
I also found out it's a lot easier to, oh, this is delightful here. I, I will see if I can put this in the chat. Yeah. Yay. I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to being vaccinated because later this year, I'm either going to Montana or Iceland and it's going to be great. Oh, yes. That is a huge dichotomy of places. <laughs> yeah, those are two They're different places. So I have uh, my, my, my wife Eva and I have some friends from college uh, and we all decided that we'd be going somewhere with hot springs on a couple's vacation after. Uh, personally, I'm rooting for Montana because my friend Phil owes me a flight of Lefroig all the way up to the 25 year for uh, election night predictions. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to have some marvelous scotch. Yes, do that. That is do what you do. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and uh, thank you, thank you, Becky. It was Georgia that made this bet possible. <laughs> Georgia, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Listen, I'm I'm all here for helping people, you know, get a drink. So it was, it was my pleasure, my honor, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a dumb question, but can you like soak in hot springs, or is that like a terrible idea? Yeah, yeah, you you can, provided they're not like too hot. Then you really, really shouldn't. Uh, but in Iceland and uh, Montana, there are springs that are exactly the right temperature for uh, hanging out. Um, and I, I, if you ever have the opportunity, uh, Montana's a lot cheaper, but they're both great. That sounds um, like a dream. One of the upsides to going to Montana is that even when it's not in the middle of a pandemic, uh, there's just not going to be a lot of people around. Uh, because let me tell you, I can join in on just the chorus of people here who are massive introverts and have really loved the part of this where it's been really easy to be left alone. Amen. Because um, mm -hmm. whatever my like travel destination is, aside from some of the, you know, tentative plans that we are making here, I'd really just love to go to like a, you know, nice cabin in the woods or by the water somewhere and just get back to whatever long reading list I constantly have and is constantly changing without anyone nagging me for a couple of days. Uh, Cause I never really stopped working during all this. I just, you know, stopped making the short drive to my office and made the now even shorter five foot walk from my bedroom to what I've turned into my office. Trust me, Chico Hot Springs in Montana, in one of, in the off season, it's not very crowded. You are 30 minutes away from Yellowstone National Park. And there is a bar eight feet away from the hot pool. Oh, that sounds so good. Um, Can Kooky Hot Springs be a future episode? <laughs> are we all just agreeing that we're kind of just going to like couple up and uh, just join Charles on his Montana trip? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, we're just all going. Yeah. Right? We're, I, we're, I heard we're, just tell us the dates and we're in Montana yeah. and we're like, we'll all go in orbits. Or actually, no, we can uh, try to get a group rate. Uh, yeah, so they actually have a 
they have one they have one building there that sleeps like 12 people it's 550 bucks a night um which i mean broken down among 12 people that's pretty affordable that's $45 a person yeah, what okay. I heard was an open invitation to come with you guys. That's exactly yeah. what it was. <laughs> That's what I'm taking from this. It's just open Thank invitation. We're going to crash Charles' It's going to be great. You know, we should do YDA Montana. That's what we should do. We should convince the Montana young Democrats that they need to bid out a national committee meeting mm -hmm. to be held at Chico Hot Springs. Do you have a unit in Montana? Yeah. Specifically be there, because that's yeah. great. And we can like ask Hank Green to come speak. Yeah, that is your dream. And I no, I, John yeah, was my dream, cool. and we tried to do that, and we couldn't do it. Hi, Hannah. I miss you yeah, already. We can, have, yeah. we can have general session in the hot springs. It'll be great. Do we oh, think that Hank might get people to calm down and be nicer? Now. Sorry, Javon. Sorry, go That's ahead. Cool. I was I was just being a petty a petty. Uh, I wanted to say a petty bad word, but just being petty. I was being petty too. I was saying, do you think that like maybe people would calm down if we had like our general session in the hot springs, like might like keep some clear level heads? I was like, it might help. I, th I think, I think it's manageable. I don't, I don't. I said, We're losing Sam yeah. too. Oh, she jumped off. I was going to say goodbye. I, so I actually think that having the general session in the hot springs might make general session go 12 hours and I'm not quite sure I want that. I mean, okay, well, but there's a difference between a 12 hour meeting on our computers in our living rooms, like we did last year. And one where, again, we're sitting in hot springs, apparently right by the bar. I can make that work. I know I'll prune up a little bit, but that is a sacrifice I am willing to make. I literally oh, never. Yeah, we can't drink now during open session. During general no, session. no, 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 Jovan. I wrote this policy. You are wrong. The rules, the, the rules are that you cannot be visibly intoxicated during open session. Mm -hmm. And if you're super relaxed, you're definitely not going to be showing that you're intoxicated. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the reasoning was nobody really, because the initial draft did have it that way. And then I pointed out that no one wanted to make the sergeant uh, at arms responsible for sniffing everyone's coffee cup during a meeting. <laughs> uh, and that fortunately was able to get uh, the rest of the people on the uh, alcohol policy committee to see reason. The one thing I'm very Charles, you are the hero we don't deserve. Absolutely. I would have been very sad for the end of like some of our friends who haven't been on the podcast, but their spouses have uh, before making mimosas for us, you know, in the middle of general session, as has happened a few times. I, I've also left and, and made a whole sangria at the last meeting, so. I respect it. No, the one thing I just never, ever want to live through again is having a nine hour Zoom general session, like yeah. never again. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I'm telling you, we should just amend the bylaws with my drama amendment. You may instigate one drama per biennium. Any more? Lifetime ban. Use it judiciously. 
<laughs> Sometimes you need to fight, though. I feel like I would be petty and, you know, pick anything to, to be my one. And then later on, I'm actually going to need to fight about something, you know, serious. And I'm like, oh, man, I used it already. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that 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 hopefully will keep everyone fighting over things that actually matter instead of a resolution about whether or not high school students should be allowed to vote for two hours was it thereabouts like i thought nothing could be worse than that nine hour meeting and then i had to deal with a two-part 26-hour county committee meeting on zoom yeah, that's just no, oh my God. For those who don't know, Brooklyn sucks. So, yeah. Just, like I said to Jovan the other day, he's like, "Yeah, Brooklyn, there's must be something wrong with y'all." I said, "Well, it's pro we do have the Gowanus Canal, which people who don't know that is a super fun site." So I said, "It's literally in the water." It is, and I'm glad as the world returns to normality, we can go back to everyone's favorite activity of just ripping the hell out of New York. Fund all of y'all. Okay, so we're gonna get except for you, Javon. We're not rip we're not ripping you. Hold on. Where are y'all gonna get your money? That's the only thing we're gonna do with you guys. Talk about it, Seamus. Stop taking my donors. <laughs> And then we could talk about ripping New York. I haven't taken your donors. I'm sure that's not. I, I had somebody insisting he would bring me donors last year, but that was a whole other bit of drama that I'm pretty sure you know about and we're not going to talk about here. So who was also banned from the podcast when they <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I... I don't oh, either, yes, you but... do. Uh, I'll put it in the chat. In we're chat. Not gonna... Yeah, drop that in chat, please. Oh, wait. You yeah. do. You absolutely do. That person that we also banned from everything fair, else. That was your own fault. <laughs> I, I didn't know uh, at first. I, I was I was ignorant, and then I learned, and I've received quite an education about this individual from Seamus and from Steph and any number of other people from your state since then. Yeah, that that's that a happens. Problem. I think that oh. happens politically in general, though, right? Like sometimes oh, yeah, there's yes. folks. You just got to kind of learn about the hard way. And it's like, oh, okay. Believe um, me, there are definitely people in my state that are uh, of similar personality who like when I see them trying to ingratiate themselves, I just have to jump ahead and warn anyone. Like, no, no, I know what this person is saying. Uh, they're not the one. Trust me on this. Oh, God, that's a whole. Yeah, no. Well, Charles, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. that's not for the show um yeah <laughs> yeah tell me after yeah it's funny everyone wants to shit on new york but you know you know who helps out the most when it comes down to you know fundraising and bringing money especially to certain states that became blue that we we literally funneled billions of dollars to but everyone wants to shit on new york yeah. Listen, I've got nothing against New York. I've got love for New York, okay? Like, that's not... This is true. Becky, last night on D&D, &D did, like, support our pizza. Yes. 
It's true. They had a debate over New York versus Chicago style pizza. Um, oh, Chicago style pizza oh, is not pizza. Okay. It's, it's pizza a fucking casserole. casserole. It's a lasagna. It's good for what it is, but it's not pizza. Right. Like pizza from like, Ohio. This is my exact argument. So like it's okay to like Chicago pizza casserole if you if you're into that, but like you can enjoy it for what it is, but it's not pizza. No, it's not pizza. Wow, some bad food. The only place on this you can get pizza from is New York. The second place you can get pizza from, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'll give them somewhat credit. We share some of the same water. Is Northern New Jersey? Oh Jesus! I thought oh, for God. like a second you were going to say Connecticut, and I was about to die. <laughs> there I refuse to believe that there is any actual culture that comes from Connecticut. There is decent pizza to be had in Connecticut. It is nowhere close to New York City pizza, New York pizza, or North Jersey pizza because we share a bridge and we share water with them. So, like, we kind of have to respect them just a little bit. But once you get past Newark, their pizza's crap. Do you think you're going to convince Ratasha to convert now that she's in New York City? He's already converted. She's I, Come on, Becky, stop. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be extra controversial and say that Chicago pizza is soup in a bread bowl. So Ooh. delicious. To be fair, soup in a bread bowl is great. Yeah, I, I mean, 100 love it. You could bathe me in it. You could drown me in it. I love Chicago pizza, but it's soup in a bread bowl, really. It's a lot of sauce. Yeah, I, mean, it's I a just lot think of you're going to call pizza a pie. They're taking the pie part to its logical conclusion. No, they aren't because like a pie is all filling and the Chicago pizza is like all bread. No, there's a lot of sauce in that. What? Chicago, have you just not had like, are we going down like a, a step below Chicago pizza to bad Chicago pizza? I've had, I've, I've had both. I'm telling you, they're like. Do you have Chicago pizza that puts cheese on the top, Charles? No, no, I, I, I don't. Um. I am in Wisconsin. I am close enough to have good Chicago pizza if I want it, but it's just, it's not the same as like real pizza. So, and they, they have to make the bottom thicker for what they do. I think what we need to do then is, you know, since we have apparently started planning some sort of an unofficial Chicago reunion uh, at some point in a few months is we need to go there and have like a side-by-side -side comparison uh, with different kinds of deep dish pizzas versus some, you know, regular crust, actual New York style pizza, just like to have a big comparison. I mean, we already have like a bar off planned. We can make this as much of a thing as we need to do. Like the more we talk about this, the more I'm honestly thinking about just like trying to figure out who all is going to be vaccinated when, can we get an Airbnb of fully vaccinated people, you know, make this as cheap as humanly possible, have this bar off, eat the Chicago casserole pizza. Like, this is just sounding better and better. Like, it actually is. It sounds like, like good. Yeah, like, it honestly sounds like- Genuinely willing to look into this. That we're all going to need. Yeah. I'll be good by May 1st. Boom. Yeah, yeah. it'll be about when I'm fully inoculated that's, too. Cause... Yeah, that's because I mean, like most people, it's going to be like mid-April at least. So like early May makes the most sense at this point, I think. My my Dolly booster is May fifteen, uh, April fifteenth. So I'll be good. Vaccine, 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 <laughs> vaccine. I'm begging of you, take it across the land. The lyrics need to be workshopped, but I've been and having, also has to be performed by someone better. Yes, absolutely. My God, don't let me be the one actually singing it. Um, I I am not afraid to be humble about my musical stylings. 
but that's also been running through my head way too long, really since I found out that Dolly Parton was funding one of the vaccine researches. Um, so we can get people together to work on that. There are some people within our circle of friends who are better singers. So wait, I have a question for the, for yes. the if I may. When, if, if and when, or if or when, we go to Ohio, are we all basically just going to cross the border into Kentucky and go uh, whiskey and bourbon tour? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Tell me like I, I talked to Clayton about this too. Like there were like some things that they wanted to do like in Kentucky because it's close enough. Like for for folks that have like cars, it'll be there that can like. And I've already said I'll be the D, uh, designated driver. So you yeah. did, you did say okay, great. I'm taking you up on it. You know, a lot of this happened at the time we had an actual convention fully in Kentucky. You know, ten years ago. So I, I think yeah. Oh, that's, that's happening. The last convention that mean, had no drama. I know. With the exception of the cold people. That was just weird. It was extremely I'm not, weird. I'm not sure if it but was yes, like naturally uh, dropping. I do mean the, uh, the I do mean the Louisville convention that we had where the, the only real contested race was in the Jewish caucus where somebody who didn't want a Midwesterner running it decided to just literally funnel everyone in the hallway in there. It's okay, that person's gone now. Um, and silence. And scene. <laughs> I think, I honestly think if we do go to Ohio, okay. it's going to be a fun time to like get to see you guys again and mm -hmm. hang out with you guys. I know we have a virtual conference coming up, but like, it'd be nice to, to see you. The only person I really see is, is Seamus, and that's on the beach. And it's weird. Yeah, no, I think like the first, like whether it ends up being Cincinnati or the redo of Kansas City or, you know, whatever, you know, we end up having our next meeting. I think that like everyone by far is just going to appreciate it more after everything we've all been through and, you know, and not seeing everyone for so long. I mean, usually like if you think about our timeline, it's usually about three to four months between like YDA meetings. So like this is the mm -hmm. longest that any of us who, who go regularly to meetings you know, have gone without seeing each other. So it's definitely a loss. Like, we get some really reliable friendships out of YDA just because there is that regular interval. And, you know, by the time whatever the next meeting happens, if they actually can do the in-person convention in Cincinnati uh, in the fall, it'll still be close to two years since we were all together in person. That is Hey Ben, we're losing you a little bit, bud. Yeah. You sound like a robot. It's that microchip from the vaccine. Yep, mm -hmm. it's kicking in. Totally. <laughs> He's about to turn into a transformer. <laughs> ben oh, has also become yeah. unusually still. It'll still be close to two years since we were all together in person. That is a <laughs> yeah, Ben. It's Ben. It's, you're basically dead. Young, young Democrats transform urban rollout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if you can hear me. This is going on the recording. Um, can anyone and actually hear me talking? Is it just my video? Okay, because I can see you moving again. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And listeners, you can't see us, but like every now and then, like 
and okay, cool. video unfreezes and like it does super speed, like as if he's like just sort of like some pep pills or something. But yeah, it is gonna be good to see everyone after almost two over. years. Um best. Yeah. God, it will. It's it's just it's you know what I was saying, kind of as my computer started glitching, you guys. Well, dang it, Ben. This is poetic to be in the one-year quarantine episode. I mean, like, who has not lived through this at some point during this pandemic year of, like, your Zoom just not working? Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like Um, this may be a good ending point, because if we can't have the co-host... Well, thanks everyone. You know, <laughs> this has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and right as I start doing the closing, Ben's computer starts working again. Is Itch. it though? No, it was for a second. Now it's not. Yeah. Damn it, you yeah. gotta hold it down. Don't tell me what to do. I know. I assume that, that it was my fault. I can hear you. He can barely hear you. Yeah, well, yeah, I, can, of... I can hear you guys. And So we want to Seen thank our guests uh, for joining us for this one-year yes. anniversary. Uh, Katie Curtis, uh, Samantha Bowman. See, I got it right this time. Uh, Jovan Richards, Hannah Robleski, Charles Myers, Scott Urbanowski, Becky Beaver. Uh, you know, this is going to be fun. We'll see what happens, you know, as we get close, more and more people vaccinated. And then, uh, we can all sort of see each other again and try to go back to normalcy. Who knows what's going to happen with this podcast? You know, uh, we were talking before we started recording about trying to come up with a new name, like Camel and Cohen's Kooky Community. Uh, hat tip to Katie for that one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you uh, for preserving the alliteration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we'll try to do more episodes. You know, Ben, I've been bad on uh, recording as of late because, like, we're just bad hosts. Let's face facts. This whole thing is just the worst podcast. We're very busy we're very The reason why the podcast is appealing is because it's so bad. It's... Hush. It's we're Zoom's right. way Zoom. of saying that, yeah. No, this is the room version of the podcast. It's the mystery science theater of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Hey, minus robot you, Becky. That's that's a, that's okay. Beep boop. It's <laughs> <laughs> been production of Dog Pack. All rights reserved. All contributions to Dog Pack are not tax deductible for federal income tax purposes. All contributions must come from U.S. citizens or lawfully admitted permanent residents. Our theme music is produced by Alexander Nakamura. I've been Seamus Campbell. I've been Ben Cohen. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe.